Hey, this is Adam Richmond from Food Network UK, and you are feasting your ears on the Hotspur Podcast. Come on, you Spurs. Right, good stuff. So, uh, yeah. let's let's do my Spurs journey then. Okay. Um, so, uh, some of the questions are a little bit more tricky than others. Uh, your brother struggled with the first one, um, which is, who is your favourite football club? He didn't really. He struggled it was quite easy. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I remember him uh, yeah, coming in with the pre-prepared answer, which is Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. And, uh, and I did ask him if he had a local club, and he, he said he lives quite near Fulham. Is there any local clubs where you are? I mean, have you been, are you interested in okay. going to watch the LA, so, LA Galaxy? So or I, LA live in, I, live in, I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, so I, I live in LA, obviously, right? Have you seen Bale? And so I have... Well, I have been to see the Galaxy, right? I went to go and see the Galaxy. This is years ago. And actually, a friend of mine, uh, he was a big United fan. And he is, um, I won't say who he is, because he's not an actor or whatever, but he's a very famous person, but for another reason, right? The big United fan. And he, he called me and he said, listen, uh, Tej, I've got tickets to go in the box and go and see United. And, you know, I'm going to meet all the players and blah, 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 against the Galaxy. I said, sure. And, uh, you know, off I popped. And this was years ago. It was turgid. (laughs) It was so slow. Um, It it was, God, I can't even. So I thought I can't. And I really wanted to become a Galaxy fan. I'd love to have a team that I'm not that invested in, you know, like like Tottenham, because we talked before, you know. Something to do on a Saturday afternoon. Something to do, sure. And they're my local team, but they were turgid. And then actually LAFC, LAFC popped up on my radar again, probably about seven or eight years ago through a really good friend of mine over here, lovely guy. And I will say who he is, his, his name's Richie Orozco. And uh, he's a really good friend. He's a lovely, lovely guy. And he's Tottenham. He's a Tottenham fan yeah. from here. And um, I used to play football with, with Richie and I played for a couple of his teams. He had this team called the LA Matadors and I played for them. We became good friends. He's a lovely chap. And he said, listen, Teach, I'm starting this thing, LAFC. It's going to be great. It's going to be much more like a European club. We're really t- um, uh, targeting the, the Latin uh, crowd over here. They'll really get into it. And I'd love you to be involved. You're a big personality. I-, I love you as a guy. I love you as a player. I'd love you to be involved. I said, Richie, let me know. And um, that then became LAFC, right? And Richie is like, I don't know. He's like the head of, I don't know what he is, but he's some high person up at the LAFC. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, of course, when Bale came, you know, he, he texted me and said, "Mate, you're not going to believe this." And then Bale came, and actually saw Richie a few weeks ago. Um, I play twice a week. I play at this much beloved uh, football game. Um, it's a six aside, so there's three teams of six, and it's a bit of a Hollywood thing to say, but it is lovely fun. We play up at Rod Stewart's house, okay, and um, and he's got a five aside pitch in his back garden, and it's really lovely. Great guys, and like I said. Three teams of six. You play for six minutes. If you score two goals, the other team's off. You stay on. Right Let the six minutes go. You know the. You know we just keep it. Um, uh, keep it going. And Richie actually turned up a couple of weeks ago, and I saw him. We had a, a great chat about Bale. So I'm going to go down and meet him and do all that stuff. I haven't oh, done it, but I will. So I guess 
that will it's kind of already my local team because of my mate Richie but I've not been yet so I, I think it would be remiss to say that I'm a supporter but when I go and meet Bale and get his shirt and everything then of course I'll become a supporter. oh fantastic I'm going to get through these questions, these questions but I've got to ask you does Rod play he doesn't know um I mean he he doesn't spend an enormous amount of time at his house in LA he's Just mainly gives you, in London gives you the keys you can go and play football well, in his I mean, I'm, I'm good mates with his son Oh, cool. um, and um, Sean, you know, lives up there. And yeah, there's just a bunch of us. We've known each other for years. Most of us are English, uh, but it's really fun. We've got, you know, I mean, dude, Del Piero plays with us. Oh, amazing. You, you know, amazing. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's lovely. And obviously, you know, Chiellini is now going to come and play with us. You know, he's oh, here wow. and... And it's just, dude, it's just a great time. Like yeah. no one's out to That's really terrific. prove anything. You know, it's no studs, no sliding, nothing like that. And, and I will always say, I said, listen, guys, no one's tough. We all wear makeup for a living, right? So no one's <laughs> tough. You know what I mean? Like we shouldn't have anything to prove here. We're, we're here for, for a lovely game amongst amongst friends and yeah. you know, dinners and stuff afterwards. It really is lovely. Yeah, um, oh, brilliant. Love it. So what is your favorite country? My favorite country? I mean... I can't really say one. It's like, what's my favorite film? I love, I, I have a, you know, a host of much treasured uh, films as I do much treasured countries. I mean, listen, I am delighted to have been born and raised in England. Yeah, delighted yeah. about that because I do believe that there's something special about, and of course, you know, wherever people are born, I'm sure they feel the same about their, their homeland. And I, I feel the same about, about England, mm. you know, um, just because there is something about the sensibility and the sense of humor that I just adore about British people um, and Irish people. There's just that crack and that self-deprecating humor. I just love it. So yeah. I'm very pleased and very proud to have been born and raised in England. And I thank both of my parents for choosing England. Um, I love America for its opportunity, for the fact that Americans still have kind of a cowboy, we can get it done kind of attitude which we don't have in England mm. when an opportunity arises in England most English people will think when this fails how will it hurt me what will it cost me what will people say about me behind my back yeah. whereas in America they think well when I make this a success how much money will I make what sports car will I buy how many women will I be able to sleep with how many pats on the back will I get and it's a very different mentality mm. um, and so it leads to opportunity which you I, I mean I don't know because I've not been in every country in the world but I'm pretty well traveled and you know America still is the biggest economy on the planet and certainly for what I do it's the Premier League yeah and so um I I want to be in the Premier League and to prove that I'm a top Premier League player top four if not challenging for the title player. where feels more home when you England. get on that plane England. is it England yeah England yeah England. you go off the plane Pouring with rain, freezing cold, miserable uh, people uh, barging past you, but uh, it's home. It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, America, we live in America. It's not my home. We live there, was in a, there was a great quote by um, Nigel Havers mm -hmm. who said, um, when you go to America and they say to you, have a nice day, and he said, no, 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 no. Don't tell me to have a nice day. Um, uh, I, I, will, I will decide if I have a nice day or not. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what a king. I love Nigel Havers. And like Nigel Havers, it's like ludicrously handsome for like the last 50 years or whatever. It hasn't, <laughs> hasn't aged a day, you know. Um, well, that was a great Yeah, program. no, I mean, listen, yeah. the, 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 the kind of, the, the faux positivity of Americans is very irritating. Very, very irritating. Um, but they're not all like that. No. You know, they're, they're, they're just not. And again, you know, where we live here in Santa Monica, um, you know, it's very beautiful. Yes, you know, we do live on a, you know, palm tree, palm tree lined street. Yes, the beach is at the bottom of the road. Yes, oh, people are riding trees in the south end. Don't you worry about that. So it's it's a it's a great place to live and work. But England is home. Brilliant. Right. Let's rattle through these. Mm-hmm. Player that you hate the most. Player that I hate the most. It's a horrible uh, question. Well. Some people. I mean, hate. Hate is a strong, strong word. word. Yeah. It is. It is a strong word. Um, who did I have a tremendous disliking for? Um, I mean, it's going to be an Arsenal player, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I just, I and mean, he's still around like Jack Wilshire. Dude, just yeah. be quiet. No one, ca- you're so irrelevant, mate. Just, do you know, my dad couldn't stand him, but then he went on um, a TV show wearing a Bob Dylan shirt and my dad said, oh, I quite like him now. I said, dad, <laughs> dad, dad is that all it takes? Oh, God. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate any. Well, it would be like if Tony no, no, Adams yeah. wore a Guns N' Roses shirt. I'd just be like, oh, hate yeah, no. I mean, but, but I mean, to be honest, I quite liked Tony Adams. I know he's Arsenal. He was their captain, and all that kind of thing. But seemed like a good dude, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, but Jack Welsh, just all that gobbing off. Just yeah. be quiet. Shut up. Uh, what yeah. about the, the which football team do you hate the most? Some people say Chelsea. Others West Ham. For me, it's yeah. Arsenal. It, it is Arsenal. It is yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. Your brother's. So I, you know, I. I say that i know it is it's which is extraordinary to me but um for me you know i'm a tottenham supporter and anybody who plays arsenal you and know, what about i don't know if you saw this actually there was a wonderful video that was on um i saw it on on twitter i'm not much of a social media but i've never had a facebook account in my life um but i was on twitter and i saw a video of um i think i can't remember where it was this pub and about six or seven um, United supporters in their United show, jumping yes. up and down, and one Tottenham fan <laughs> jumping up and down <laughs> with them, in the which, background, which was, which was brilliant. Yeah, that was so, a brilliant um, video. I love that. It was, yeah, I'm um, very much that way inclined. Let's bring it back up then. Who's your favourite ever player? I, I have enormous affection for Musa Musa Dembele. I yeah. enormous affection for them. And I think also because it's quite tragic. You know, it's a wonderful story. You know, um, just this very quiet, classy purring Rolls Royce of a player um, whose career was cut short mm. through tragic injury um, and was always just so good and decent and again quiet and you don't see him falling out of nightclubs and a good yeah. husband and a good father you know um, I mean the, I mean again like Glenn Hoddle I saw him do things with a football that I'd never seen anybody do you know when I was a child um, I also thought the same of Chris Waddle um, Gaza you know, I mean, we had some special players, man, throughout the years, but uh, of recent memory, I'd say Musa. Um, but yeah, Hoggle Woggle Gaza are all very special players. For me. Yeah. With Dembele, I always say this, that um, he, he he didn't score very many goals. He didn't create very many goals. But if, if you're watching a game for 95 minutes, the goals and stuff you watch for the five minutes, the other 90 minutes, you're watching Dembele with the ball um, and what he did with it. And just a wonderful, bit like Benton Cornades. He's on yes. the ball. He glides past players. He does fantastic things. Wonderful to watch. All came 
to an end too quickly, in my opinion. Um, But uh, what about our favourite manager? I do love Conte, dude. Mm. I love Conte. Um, And I know he's he's the latest, um, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to hark back to times that weren't really relevant to me. I do have a soft spot for Keith Birkenshaw because yeah. actually the first game that we went to um, and my father was a card player, right? Pretty prolific card player. And so one of the things that one would receive, you know, back in the day, if you were a card player was tickets to things, you know, and uh, everyone at the clubs knew that his sons were Tottenham fans. And so because uh, I don't want this to sound like an elitist story. It was just because he was a card player. They no, did get us tickets to go to, go to the at, at, at White Hart Lane. Like we were, That's the first game I ever went to. And we were picked up in a limo and all that kind of thing. And we went to go and watch this game at White Hart Lane. And I walked into the box and, and Keith Birkinshaw was in there. And he was the nicest man. And I was looking at the pitch and, you know, how green it was and the lights. And I'd never seen anything like it. And he sat down and I sat on his lap and he put his arm around me. He's like, look at this, look at this. What a lovely man, you know. Um, But the thing with Conte, and again, I could talk for hours about Conte, but I'll just make it quick, is that hand on heart, I believe he's the only elite manager we have ever had, certainly in in recent memory, certainly in the last certainly for the last 50, 60 years, the elite, global elite, because back 50, 60 years ago, there weren't global elite managers. He is one of the global elite managers and he is at Tottenham Hotspur. Mm. He is a winner. This man doesn't know how to lose and he doesn't care how he gets it done. And that steel, that adamantine, unbreakable, unwaverable winning attitude, we have never had at Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. So he is my guy. I mean, one, one observation is that when we had a red nap, he would stand on the line, he would point up and down, he would do all this, but then he'd go and sit down for 15 minutes. Yes. Uh, Mourinho sat down you, on the you bench. You would hear 15. about his training sessions when Harry was there and it would be like, come on, let's yeah, kick the ball around. You all know what you're doing, you know, have a good time. And you know, I'm removing the ketchup from the, from the canteen. Mm. You know, and again, we talked about the upper echelons of sport. Brother, the margins are so fine. They're yeah. so, so fine. So if it does mean no more catch-up for you guys, mm. if you want to win the league, then so be it. Yeah. And I love that we, and I feel so privileged yeah. that we have this global elite manager at Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, what about a legendary player? It doesn't have to be a Spurs man. No, of course it's going to be a Spurs man. Um, uh, I mean, listen, um, I had, you know, Steve Perryman, right, was my captain when, when I was a kid, when I was that impressionable age, you know, in the early 80s when, you know, we were winning cups and, you know, that Chas and Dave kind of era. Loved him. I loved Steve Archibald as well, you know, because he didn't look like a footballer, this kind of ginger guy with a wispy little moustache. I liked him too. He was exciting. Um, but if again, watch the, uh, the walkout on the last game at White Hart Lane. I love Stevie Archibald when he's announced and he comes out. He's like chewing gum. He's not yeah. really smiling. He's just looking around, just going, yeah, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. not, not to arrogantly. No. It just, I, just lo- I just look a footballer. I'm a footballer. Yes. And yes. Uh, it's nice to be here. And uh, yes. yeah, he was kind of soaking it in and getting the memories. <laughs> he comes yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, that's, that was a golden era. For me, obviously, you know, my childhood. So that was very special. Uh, but yeah, probably probably Glenn Hoddle, because I remember talking to a friend of mine, actually, lovely chap. He's another United supporter. He's probably about 15 years older than me. Mickey Hasty, he's called. Lovely chap. 
And he was saying, brother, I remember when I was uh, a teenager watching Glenn Hoddle. And I would say for about two or three years, Glenn Hoddle was the best player in the world. You know, yeah. like what he would do with the ball. So um, he, was a, he was a special player, special talent. What about a favourite goalkeeper? Um, I mean, listen, Tony Parks, right? That save. I know he wasn't like a starter or whatever, but, you know, he's definitely in the memory banks. Um, I mean, what, what a save, dude, and what, what a moment. And I remember watching that at home, my parents and everything. And, you know, I remember I, I couldn't believe it, you know. Um, it, would pro- it would probably be Ray Clements. Yeah. I do, I do like Lloris, you know. I'm going to say Lloris, man. All right. I'm going to say Lloris, right. yeah. Favourite defender? Favourite defender? I mean, it's got to be Ledley, hasn't it? It's got to be. It's got to be. Got to um, be yeah. And, and again, just, just a sweetie man and a really oh. great ambassador for the club. It's so important, you know, especially as our global brand is, is growing. It's just a, a good dude, you know, oh. and I, that is important to me, you know, like being, be a good person as well as a good, a good player. And so um, he was phenomenal. A great ambassador for the club. Yeah. Favorite midfielder. Am I going to go hodl again? Uh, dude, I mean, listen, Modders, you know, what a player, man, Modders. I mean, and again, I believe a bit of an unsung hero and it's, it's crazy, but it's so true because he just doesn't, if he was taller and dare I say, like, I want to say it, but if he looked different, Mm. he would have so so many Ballon d'Ors, dude. So many, so many. I think he's got a, um, I think he won the player of the world cup. Uh, Great. Four or four or five years ago. I mean, he 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 did did he did he win a Ballon d'Or? Did he win? I don't one? think so because it's gone Ronaldo, Messi, Ronaldo, Messi. So. Has it? You know, so I mean, I know he got close, like he was maybe top three or something. But yeah, dude, I mean, Ballon d'Or. Favorite striker. I love Jermaine, dude. Jermaine, I love Jermaine, and I love I love that Jermaine's back at the club. I love him. I love Jermaine. Um, what a, I mean, you can imagine as well trying to play against him. Oh, my God. You know, man's got quads like, you know, turkey legs. I mean, yeah. and just all that power, lower, lower uh, center of gravity. I bet his strength to rate, uh, uh, power to weight ratio is off the charts. You know, people who are in the military talk a lot about power to weight ratio. Yeah. Like a lot of special forces guys are kind of a little smaller, but just strong as you like. They can do like limitless chin-ups and things like that. Like mm. I would imagine he would just be a nightmare to do constantly on your shoulder. Yeah, none of so this dropping back. I don't want to create anything. I just want to score goals. That's right. And also like a pre-VAR player who was notoriously called for offside when he wasn't offside more than any other striker. So I'm going to say Jermaine. All right. What's the first football match you remember going to watch? Or that one seeing yeah. on telly? Well, that one where we went to the stadium. Um, and again, it would have been in the early 80s. It would have been around maybe 80, 81, somewhere like that, you know, because, um, and again, my mum, my mum was on television, right? My mum was an anchor woman on the six o'clock news. Ah. Um, Thames television with Sandra Harris at six o'clock, you know? Yeah. Um, and so she was pretty famous and um, we met all the players and we had pictures with them all. Um, and that was really, really special. Yeah. Um, what about a match that made you cry? Now, you're an actor, so I don't want any, you know, like pretend, uh, <laughs> no. you know, whatever, tweezers in you the pocket. You know crying. what I'm going to say, dude? I mean, listen, 
obviously I listened to the to the uh, to the app with with Nidal and it was lovely. And actually Annie listened to it as well. And she's like not a football person, but she's like, this is a lovely podcast just because really it's about memories. It's not even so much about football. It's football centric, but not actually um, critically about football. You know, it was lovely. And a friend of mine, uh, and, and who you know, I'm sure, Simon Morton. Yes, um, of course. He, te- he yes. texts me, and I need to text him back. Sorry, sir, I haven't texted you back yet. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he's a teacher like me, so yeah, it's a moment. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, he'll listen to this as well, I'm sure of it. And he just said right. it was brilliant listening to it. And he, I don't think he's listened to it before. He's a Hull City fan. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he had listened to it. He said it was lovely. Yeah, just, yeah. just really nice it's, listening to it. It was brilliant. Yeah, same. So, and, he, so. and he said the same. It was a lovely, lovely thing to listen to which is yeah. credit, credit to So you, what mate. match made you cry? But I, I mean, so I knew Nadal would say the 87 Cup final, right? And I remember it vividly. And it's actually a very beautiful memory. And again, I remember that, that chap that picked Nadal up. And uh, I remember looking at my dad as well. And my dad was like really smiling and looking mm. at this lovely man. Um, and I remember exactly what he looks like and everything is chat. Um, and, you know, I was 12 at the time. Um, the, the match that made me cry uh, was actually the Ajax semi-final yeah and it was tears of 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 joy of course but absolute wonderment i genuinely couldn't believe it and um i was actually at i was at a pub there is a pub here in la in um uh, downtown on figueroa um, and it is the official what's it called the greyhound give them a shout out and it is the official pub of the um la fc uh, la um tottenham supporters club and I was there with a friend of mine, Teddy, mm. lovely chap, who lives around the corner from me, obviously another Tottenham fan. And um, me, like everybody else, I, I couldn't believe it. It was a movie. Mm. And it brought tears to my eyes. I wonder if there's a video, because uh, I'm sure there are videos of pubs in, uh, and really only in America, because like you say, you have your own like Spurs pubs. You don't have a Spurs pub. I mean, there must be Spurs in Tottenham. But sure. like, if I went to my local pub to watch a, a Spurs game, there'd be, it'd be full of all sorts of different fans. Right. So, um, but when they when the goal went in, obviously every, nearly everybody is a Spurs fan in yes, that pub. Ev- everyone in there is a Tottenham fan. Everyone. And I, <laughs> you know, I'm just guessing here that reaction wasn't ah. That everyone, it was like cries. It was it was uh, screaming. It was. I can't believe it. Yeah. I mean, it was, I, I'm sure it was a, a cacophony of emotion and, and different reactions. Yeah. Um, but a, yeah, you're right. It is, quite, it is quite unique, actually, because you are watching it in a pub where everybody supports the same team. Mm. Um, what a what moment. A moment. Yeah. And uh, again, it couldn't have happened to a nicer lad. Mm. I mean, Lucas Smart was just a, an absolute sweetie, you know, just the nicest kind of i mean you know super down with jc and all that kind of thing it's not my thing i'm not a religious person but dude whatever makes you happy man whatever keeps the smile on your face um but that goal and- would have gone in i just to put everybody's mind uh, to this as well that mm. goal would have gone in at about 10 to 2 on a wednesday afternoon yeah <laughs> so, yeah so a yeah. lot of guys would have had to go back yeah. to work or yeah something. my mate my mate teddy picked me up probably about 11 a.m and <laughs> drove us downtown bless him and um, we watched it together and, yeah, it was um, memorable. Yeah, memorable. wonderful, wonderful. What about a funny moment or a funny football match? What's made um, you laugh? Yeah, I mean, listen, a very special game for me as well. I was at the 91 Cup final with a dear friend of mine, um, JB, who I've known for 30 years, an English lad. We went to school together. He lives here, actually. Well, he lives up in Seattle and he's currently... As we speak, driving down from Seattle, he's moving to um, 
to California. He'll be living around the corner very soon. I can't wait to have him around the corner. He's a lovely lad and a good friend. Oh, cool. And it was such an extraordinary game, you know, how it teetered backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Um, and so, you know, funny as in funny, kind of laugh out loud, ha, ha, ha. Not really, but we certainly had our share of laughs at that game because we couldn't believe, you know, that we ended up uh, winning that game. It was uh, a wonderful, yeah. wonderful day, wonderful result. 91 Cup final, scored by yeah. uh, a massive Spurs fan, Des Walker, He's, yes. who's been on the show. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Bless him, I felt he terrible Spurs for Spurs when he was, he was a kid. Right. And, uh, yeah, not many people know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, what about the worst football match you've ever seen? Um, <laughs> the West Ham I mean, game. Sunday was the worst. When, when Arsenal yeah. started uh, playing well, I was like, "Oh God, can I watch this?" Yeah, I mean, the, the, there have been, you know, turned out all right. Though. Those games where we start really slowly, and there've been so many of them, and we're just like. What you you know just don't play like that. So it's not it's not a particularly specific answer, but you know just those, those games, games that we all know. It's just like oh God, you know. It, One again, nil to it's Wigan like, at home when you're yeah, desperate like for wading, a win. Wading through molasses, and it's just like guys, just go out there and put these guys to the sword. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, yeah. win or lose, don't capitulate, don't die on your knees. Watching you know? Robbie Keane hit the goalkeeper <laughs> again and again and again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about, uh, have you ever been scared watching a football match or being at a football match? Um, no, no, I haven't. Um, uh, it was funny, again, listening to Nadal's episode, and I knew that he was in Amsterdam, you know, during that semi-final. And, you know, Nadal's a unit, you know, mm. he looks like a piece of furniture. Yeah. A very, a very, you know, very attractive piece of furniture. But, I mean, you know, he's a, he's a big boy. He and uh, I, I thought, you know, you know, he could, he could be in trouble here. Um, and I remember him walking out of the pub in complete silence and just hearing that story was very funny. Yeah. Um, I've never been scared, but I have heard some horrid things, you know, that have happened. And I'm just kind of thankful that I wasn't there. Um, especially, you know, when there's kids involved, yeah. you know, and I, I do think there are a tremendous amount of people that go to football matches that have to have a serious conversation with themselves about how they behave mm. at a football match. And the kind he, was, of he talked about there. the England game, didn't he? The final, where yeah. it's just yes, thousands and thousands of yes. people. Yes, and I'm, I, I, you know, and, and I, I appreciate it was the release of COVID mm. and being allowed to go out again. And for a lot of those guys, it was like, oh, I've been stuck in, and now I'm with yes. me mates and. But my goodness, the uh, the number of yeah. people that acted like absolute lunatics, yes. it yes. blows your mind, doesn't it? It does, um, it does. It's and like the thing is, is that, that um, isn't, isn't just, you know, um, you know hard uh, men who've done a hard week and then end up on the terrace. You know, there are families there. There are mm. children there. You know, there are people from other countries who have come... That whole thing, brother, needs to change. It's weird, isn't it? Dr dramatically. Do you and, ever you know, get that? I think it needs to start on the pitch. Players shouldn't be allowed to say a single word no, no, to the manager. Right. Or any Dude, in, in rugby, if you look at the referee in a way that he doesn't like, he blow the whistle 10 yards. Mm. We should stamp that out immediately. Yeah, it's immediately. not difficult. No dissent, because it does bleed onto the terraces. Yeah, and do you know what? We do it in school football. Yeah. 
we do it in a kind of in Sunday football, but there's there right. is a big difference. My yes. boys just start playing Sunday, and the, right. and the and the kids do do have a bit of back chat. Uh, yes. with each other, with the opposition, yes. with the referee. Right. You've got to stamp it out on the pitch and then in the stance. But in school football, there's mm. we just don't allow it. And we just say, if you even there. tut, then mm-hmm. you're coming off and we're good, you know, and it's yep. cool down. And we've yep. done it. We have to do it because you're representing yep. the school and, and you're right. And I was going to yep. say, but do you, does it ever crop up in American sports at all? No. Or, uh, I mean, so uh, one of my really very close friends one of my best friends uh, i met him out here lovely guy he's tottenham as well alex alex stone lovely lovely guy he's in england actually right now um he called me a few weeks ago we have a standing dinner like if he's in town and i'm in town we have dinner with each other every wednesday and we catch up and and have a lovely time i i adore him he's a dear friend and um he said listen mate you know he's married to an american and they went to an ice hockey game because we've been told by some of my American friends, oh, you know, if you don't like American sports, maybe you like ice hockey. It's yeah. lower scoring and blah, 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 blah. LA Kings, isn't it? We went to the LA Kings, yeah. And it was a nice time because I was there with my friend. But it's so different. Like you're all sitting together, like you could be sitting next to your rival fans, or whatever. Mm. It's all just people kind of ordering drinks and there's yeah. you know families <laughs> there and women and children. And, and dude, I mean, listen their chants like i love the chants and everything that we have and the songs again it's that very british thing that i was talking about before with our sense of humor and our wit you know is slightly kind of elevated intellect which i really enjoy yeah dude the chant for the la kings and there is only one and it goes like this let's go kings let's go kings and that is it and so it's mind-numbingly boring yeah. and again there's no creativity or or or, or, or imagination um, I remember being an American sports thing, and I, I, you know, if they still do this, they need to stop it. But I remember being a, a, an American sports. I can't remember which one it was, and they were playing. It was when they. It was when they played the Gary Glitter. Oh right, yeah, boom! Da, 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 and I remember da, thinking da, da, they yeah. need to stop playing this now. Do they not yeah. realise? Yes, and I don't know if they still do, but uh, you know, uh, I don't like, know. I've not. I've not been to enough. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't say whether they have it wouldn't surprise me if they still did it yeah I was like, they really need to know the story <laughs> Seriously, this is not yeah. done uh, yeah oh god right let's move on um yeah we got about uh, five minutes left so uh a player that you used to love but you don't anymore hmm that I used to love that I don't anymore um I did go cool on bail mm. quite quickly you know okay. um I, I, there are so many stories surrounding him, right? And, and he doesn't help himself with the, what was it? Was it Wales, golf, something? Madrid. I think it was Wales, golf, something Madrid, like something yeah. else, you know? And he, so he doesn't help himself. And again, I, even if you are going to be criticised, and I, like I said, I believe that athletes and, and footballers in particular are criticised far too harshly and, and also with no kind of repercussion. Remember, they're at work. So if I come with, to where you work and I'm screaming all kinds of bloody abuse at you, I will be arrested quite rightly. Yeah. So I, I, I think that should be completely stamped out. However, don't court that kind of thing and don't goad that kind of thing he yeah. does i've never met him he does seem a bit off to me mm. so i loved him at tottenham because again i saw him do things that i've seen no other player do but i just think don't court that 
kind of controversy. I don't think it's a very classy thing to do. Okay. But I could be wrong because I've never yeah. met him. But you, you are going to soon and you're going to tell, tell me all about it. Uh, <laughs> now, now, what about um, a player that you have to defend? So that's somebody that everyone goes, ah, he's useless. What's he doing on the pitch? You go, no, I quite like him. Well, I mean, listen, I, I, I think, think he's I think, all right. You know, we, we talked a little bit about, um, Chris Armstrong. about Hoybier. You know, we we talked a bit about Hoybier and how he gets criticism, which which doesn't make any sense to me. But I'm going to hold my hands up and say that I was a massive critic, as a lot of us were, of Emerson Royale. Massive, mm. massive. To the degree that I was having conversations with my friends saying, I don't know how he made it as a professional footballer. Certainly not to this level, mm. let alone... Uh, top four club let alone a club that actually has aspirations to win the league i don't i couldn't see an a footballer in there i could see an athlete but not a footballer mm. and i think he's really turned it around he really has. i mean his work ethic is 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 extraordinary it's, it's unrelenting and also he's working on his crossing and he's working on his defending and his positioning and stuff like that, you know? So I'm mm. going to hold my hands up and say, dude, I think I've got you wrong, man. Um, yeah. Do I think yeah. you're, you're the most prolific uh, right back or wing back that there is in the league? Not even close, but do I think you're a liability? No, I actually think that he is a credit and an asset to the team right now. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, he's almost like that sort of player who you think, Oh, any second now it's all going to, you know, you're going to be, Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't want to tempt fate or anything, but uh, at the moment he's doing great. He's getting better and better and better. Right. Final Absolutely. question. Yeah. Here we go. Aliens mm-hmm. come down. They land in L.A., not, uh, you know, in Utah or Idaho or any of these farm. Uh, <laughs> uh, they call it flyover states, don't they? Yes, no, they've actually they do, landed yeah. in L.A., Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And they see you walking down the road. There mm-hmm. he is, T.J. Ramini, the famous actor. 24, CSI, uh, all those other things you can look up on IMDb, BM, whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, uh, and there he is walking along. Now that guy will know about this thing called football. Let's talk to him. Mm-hmm. So they come up to you, these little aliens, and they say, uh, ah, you are TJ. Please tell us what is football? And you say, aha, let me give you this. And you give them a DVD of one match. Mm-hmm. Say, watch this. This is football. And you'll get it. Yeah. What match are they watching? It's such a great question, Steve. And um, what was fascinating, actually, is that when we were listening to Nadal's episode, um, and like I said, Annie was listening as well. And immediately, you know what she said? Um, Hand of God. Really? It was fascinating to me on mm. so many levels because, of course, the tragedy of, uh, mm. of that, the injustice of that, mm. but also the fact that that game also has one of the greatest goals ever scored, which Without will doubt. never be repeated. You mm. can't kick off from the centre circle and dribble the entire team. On a, on a, on a ploughed field, apparently, as well. On a, on a ploughed field against... One of the greatest teams in international football. On the in, in, in the middle of the second half, yeah. in uh, 45 degree heat, in the mid they kicked off at midday yes. in Mexico. Altitude, <laughs> altitudes, altitudes, you, you you name it. And, and he, he had that to deal with. And he went, remember that great movie Escape to Victory where Pele goes, I do Z, 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 goal, easy. He did do Z, 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 You know, again, if you wrote that into a movie, and I told you, you know, I have a football movie, 
they would say, guys, that's unbelievable. You can't, not to that degree. And so yeah. I thought that was such a fascinating answer because that's from someone who doesn't watch football regularly. And that heartbreak is so fresh yeah. to her. She was only a kid yeah. when that game happened. Yeah, and I that heartbreak um, is so uh, imbol- you know, um, Im- imprinted on her heart and on her mind. Yeah. But for me, you know, to watch, to say, you know, this is football, I would probably, I mean, the Aguero goal, you know, when he won it for City in that last, I know it's not a Tottenham thing, okay. but like, doesn't have to a, be. you know, Sasha Aguero, you know, yeah. like the commentary and, and everything. And he's done it and he's taken his shirt off and he's whipped yeah. it around. And, you know, here is this not much maligned team necessarily, but a team that was kind of nowhere and also ran. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get all this money and then all these players start to come in, but it still took a while for it to click. And, and then, you know, he's done it. He's done it. That kind of last, you know, last kick of the game, uh, a great player. And again, by all accounts, a nice chap. And so it will probably be that, yeah. you know, two nil um, down to a team that I yeah. think were only relegated. They only had to win against yes. their arch rivals. Yes. I mean, can and you also imagine the, if we the idea actually of... are in that position yeah. this year or next year, and we're playing? I don't know, uh, Crystal Palace or Bournemouth. All down, yeah, Bournemouth. We just need a draw. Yeah, <laughs> and you go, you go two nil down. You know, to 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 win it, and so all of that. And, and again, it's something that fascinates my American friends about football: is relegation and promotion. Mm. You know what I mean? Because they don't have that here and they love it because they're like, if you don't play well, you'll go down and you won't have all that money and all won't have those endorsements. They love that. So, and that's why that welcome to Wrexham show is going to be so successful. And my American friends love it. And actually my friend Humphrey, Humphrey Kerr, who I play football with is yeah. on that show, you know, oh, wow. um, fantastic. he's kind of their, their mediator, if you like. Um, and so I just, I just think that that game, because it was against a relegated team, is like, how can that possibly be? Well, that's football. You know, anything Amazing. can happen between those white Wait, lines in 90 minutes. We, we've got the curtain call. Uh, it's time to wrap up. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any more uh, movie uh, lines to use, but uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but listen, it's, uh, it's been absolutely brilliant chatting. Um, yeah, I very much enjoyed it, Stephen. Uh, Thank and, you so much. Uh, I really hope, you know, obviously to see you again in La Manga, yes. um, you know, or, uh, you know, I might jump on a flight to LA, uh, you know, to, if I get, uh, you know, chance. And, <laughs> and uh, we'll go to an In-N-Out burger. I'm desperate to go to In-N-Out burger because uh, we don't <laughs> have those here. But uh, yeah, really, really fantastic chatting to you, my friend. And, um, uh, you know, come on you Spurs. And, uh, you know, we, we're in touch now so we can text back and forth and, Uh, maybe get a little WhatsApp group going maybe Uh, and uh, you know ask Rod Stewart if he wants to uh, come on board and uh, (laughs) we'll uh, we'll, we'll get get Celtic in the conversation as well yeah for sure for sure right right, then Stevie thank you so much for having me on mate no problem at all thanks ever so much cheers bye Bye. come on you Spurs